Hey guys, welcome to the Simply Live Fit podcast. In this episode, I talked to Alexis Kruder and Sean Walling about sleep, how to avoid overeating in quarantine, the difference between bodybuilding and CrossFit, and the benefits of working out. If you don't have an access to a gym or any kind of weight at this point, um, you know, call to action. Take that one simple action. Uh, walk for 10 minutes a day, like maybe go outside uh, or just even sit outside for like 10 minutes or something, you know, just, just you know, get natural light uh, just to kind of up the mood a little bit. Right. I mean, it, it is kind of a scary time. Nobody wants to be put in this position. Um, but uh, we, you know, all of us have to kind of adapt to it in a certain way uh, that we feel is comfortable for us. Right. So any kind of frequent movement, uh, whether it is a 30 minute jog, a 10 minute walk, um, just anything to stay active, I think, is is very important, uh, especially during this time. For most people, honestly, this is such a prime time to get over that hump of the like, <clears throat> I'm not in good enough shape to go to the gym yet, so I'd want to start on something at home. It's like, this is that prime time. I don't know how many times I've heard that excuse. Some of the the prime things that we can be working on at home and be getting ourselves ready to get back into activity is working on our functional patterns really simple to do body weight stuff we can do it at home with minimal weight we can make sure that our body is moving well that we have good range of motion and then and then of course we can progress those and uh like you were saying just like getting up moving doing activity every single day uh, working through our you know range of motion through every joint because if we're just kind of sitting around all day long we're going to end up losing that and that's what leads to aches and pains down the road, right? People with the sore back and yeah. you know, everything hurts their knees and their elbows and their shoulders. And it's like, that's because, you know, your muscles get short and weak in mm-hmm. some, a lot of areas and then you can't move properly. So we mm-hmm. have to make sure that we're keeping that balance in your life. Mm-hmm. Actually, Sean, uh, with you being a mobility co- coach, I've actually been working on my stretching as well. So my structure, my hip flexors get really tight that caused me to have uh, lower back problems. And Sean actually taught me just, you know, simple little things just to help me. And it doesn't even need to take all that time at all uh, to do, uh, you know, some stretches just to help uh, from your muscles keeping stiff, especially if you're sitting around um, and not doing a whole lot, right? So uh, Sean is an excellent mobility coach. And if I had any problems, I definitely would go to him and he vice versa kind of thing, right? So um, he taught me a few skills uh, when it comes to stretching out and uh, still uh, I'm still working on it because stretching has always been kind of a problem of mine. I've never really done it. I've always <laughs> felt lazy. I've made an excuse exactly what he's doing right now. <laughs> so so I, that's one of my habits that I've been working on is uh, definitely stretching and uh, creating a sleep uh, routine for myself is, um, is one of the couple of habits I've been working on. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's, it's, really important I find <laughs> yeah no definitely so what I broke is my pelvis so hips exactly what I'm working on so I do maybe like a half an hour physio at least four days a week in the morning like as soon as I wake up just to get them moving and not stiff and I feel so much better after I did it with two friends this morning and they were like holy cow they didn't even notice but now that they've been sitting down for most of the day they're like wow we need to stretch more. Well, and honestly, what, what comes with a lot of sitting is weak glutes and then a weak core. Mm-hmm. And then that, like those two such crucial uh, muscle groups for our posture and just the way that we carry ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when we lose our musculature in our glutes and in our core, 
everything starts to get affected. Uh, we find that, you know, you have that anterior tilt in your pelvis where it's leaning forward. A lot of that's going to come down to that lower back pain, you know, and then before you know it, your shoulders are rounded forward, you know, your thoracic spine is like super curved. You got lots of like neck pain and it's just a spiral that leads to worse and worse things down the road. And it's just like, we can just keep a few key postural muscles healthy just by doing a few movements every day. It's going to help keep your longevity way down the road. My next question for you, Alexis, is how did you get into heavy lifting? This is actually a really good question. I, and when you um, sent this to me, I, I really thought about it, but it was a really, really good question. Uh, so I've always grew up playing sports as a kid. I played soccer. I played hockey as well for a little bit, but uh, a lot of it actually was with my mental health. Um, my mental health is kind of what got me into heavy lifting. At a point in time, about three years ago, I was at my lowest point and I was very scared of change, I guess. I was, I was feeling sorry for myself all the time and I surrounded myself in an environment that didn't align with my goals properly. It was kind of a, a wake-up call in a sense that it was a call of an action for me to, you know, okay, how can I better myself and how can I start, you know, make these changes? And so I started off by going into the gym. And I mean, I stepped right foot into the gym. And that's where I started. I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, okay, um, let's start off with maybe some legs. I think, you know, I'm, I'm quite familiar with some leg work workouts. So let's just start from there, you know, something small, but I was also very intimidated back in the time to step in the gym. So it was a very, uh, I was really getting out of my comfort zone in that sense. So it wasn't easy. And I'm still, you know, kind of dealing with the anxiety and all that stress sometimes here and there but now I have some skills and, and habits that I actually have that helps me cope with it a lot better now um, I have great family I have an amazing friends that you know support me um, all the way so yeah it's been uh, really good I, I've been bodybuilding for about three years now I'm um, just switched from bodybuilding to uh, CrossFit training to help with my endurance so I've been setting some new goals for myself and uh, I told myself that 2020 was going to be my year, uh, regardless of the quarantine or not, I'm, I'm going full out for 2020. So That's awesome. What is the biggest difference between bodybuilding and CrossFit? Um, I mean, when it comes to different facets of training, right, there's so many. Bodybuilding, the focus is, like it says, on it's sculpting the body, right? So depending on which category you get into, um, it's all about building up that physique, right? Yeah. You want to like every muscle showing and uh, and then different categories of bodybuilding. Um, there's like a more athletic one, which requires you to have a skill as well that you can demonstrate. Uh, but really, ultimately, yeah, the bodybuilding is about just getting those muscles big and strong. You just want to show them off. And that's what it's about. CrossFit is very different. It's really branded itself as its own name, right? They've got their own games and everything now. Personally, I'm not big into CrossFit. I like the exercises that they do. I just don't like the way they go about it. They tend to get people to do too much too early and it has the highest rates of injury, especially for people that are new to the gym. But what Alexis and uh, my girlfriend Jenna have been doing more of a cross training which still involves some of their bodybuilding, which is more like higher reps, uh, lighter weight. Um, but then like she was saying, there's that endurance component. So she's working on kind of all athletic facets so that if she was just to get dropped into the middle of any sport, 
she should be able to hold her own. That makes sense. Yeah, because bodybuilding doesn't matter how you get there. You don't need to go run a mile. Doesn't matter. As long as you look good, it's fine. Bodybuilding hate cardio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the, the CrossFit, I get where the endurance comes in. And it's maybe a little bit more of an overall rounded across all the types of athleticism. Mm. I actually didn't like, I actually didn't like cardio for the longest time. I did not. I just focused on bodybuilding. And then you now I was like, okay, let's, you know, try some cardio. I mean, I guess I can try. And then like a few weeks ago, I was able to run like 50 minutes on the treadmill just because I changed my habits and stuff like that. But man, was I ever feeling really accomplished after 50 minutes of running on that treadmill? I was like, oh, wow, okay, I could see a huge difference. You know, my endurance has been going up. So it was definitely as a bodybuilder to transition from that to cross training was a, a whole different aspect. But again, it was something that kind of aligned with my goals. And it's something that I you know, would like to continue to kind of move forward with um, in the upcoming months, hopefully. For people in quarantine and they're worried about overeating, there's a few more like advanced habits and things that we can try with people to help avoid going over in their calories. And I think too, for a lot of people making the mental switch that food is our energy and you know, everything that we do day in, day out is it's energy in versus energy out. If you're getting a lot of energy in, but you're not putting a lot of energy out, then you're gonna be in that calorie surplus, meaning you're gonna be gaining weight. So depending on where your goals are, you could be wanting to gain weight, you might wanna maintain weight, you might wanna lose weight. So we gotta find that right energy in, energy out balance. And for right now being in quarantine, it's different, right, for everybody. And we haven't really faced this ever. Maybe somebody who works from home 24 seven, not much has changed, right? For those of us that have had uh, jobs where we're fairly active maybe you're walking a lot maybe it's a construction job right that's a lot of energy out you're burning a lot of energy just by doing your normal job but if you're not doing that anymore that's mm -hmm. a lot of energy that you're still just kind of saving and not using right mm -hmm. so you've either got to find another output and use that energy or lower your energy in it's all about finding that balance where your body's happy the big habits that we always teach our people is to eat more slowly be more mindful and really know why you're eating. Put your utensil down between bites and just like, if you eat slower, you're less likely to overeat. Second habit, eat to 80% full. That one takes some practice. It's not easy to do, but our mind and our stomach have about a 20 minute delay in the connection. And so when you stop eating, you don't actually know how full you're gonna feel for another 20 minutes. So find the appropriate portion, eat it nice and slow, if at the end of the meal, you are no longer hungry, but you're not full, then you're sitting in the right place. That's where you want to be, right? You just want to sustain yourself and not go overboard. And then other than that, you want to make sure that you're reaching for healthier food, things that have a little more nutrient density to them and not the simple things that have no nutritional value. One big thing, like an, an easy way to kind of to do it is if you can recognize the food then you know where it comes from and it's probably what we call a whole food it's not processed we're not heavily processed at least for something that you you can't recognize it anymore and you're not sure where it came from maybe don't eat that one <laughs> right let's stick to the things that we can we know we can recognize it's it's a whole food we didn't have to like jam it through a bunch of machines and add a whole bunch of stuff to turn it into something else 
to make it more mm-hmm. delicious. And then I think finally would be just to drink more water. It's a really good way to suppress your hunger a little bit, make yourself last a little bit longer in between meals. And we need lots of water. Our body's 80% water. So if you keep that high, I think it'll help a lot. Those are great tips. Another one I actually wanted to focus on just because it's actually a habit of mine that I'm working on uh, sleep to grow. Um, it is very important to get that adequate sleep. Uh, it is usually recommended for about seven to nine hours to get a good rest. Not only that, but it also getting good rest can help with our mood, our thinking, our feeling. So the way that we interact with other people um, really helps with that as well. Another thing I find that when not getting enough sleep, it actually does lead to a little bit more of that binge eating because then you find that you're a bit bored, you can't sleep. So the first thing that you might want to do is reach for a snack in that cupboard, kind of at 12 o'clock at night kind of thing, right? When you do that, it holds access fat as well in your body. So it is very crucial that we do get sleep because it's our only opportunity for recovery and it helps us reboost, recharge for the next day. It does take some practice. I know for me, I actually put my phone in a different room now. It's kind of worked for me in a sense where uh, when I have to get up really early in the mornings, I find that I looked at my phone in the morning put it down and then I fell back to sleep and was basically kind of late to some of my trainings, uh, uh, my best friend, right? So uh, she gave me this really great idea. Why don't you just put your phone in a different room that might actually help you to kind of wind down for the night a half an hour before going to bed. And I was like, okay, yeah, you know what, I'll give this a try because, you know, with anxiety and all that stuff, I've always had problems sleeping. And so I gave it a try. I'm trying to be consistent with it, but I've now started putting my phone kind of in a different room and I've set an alarm for beside my bed instead. So I find that's helped me a lot and I'm starting to get up a bit earlier now. Little habits kind of work towards that. If you usually go to bed at like say 11 o'clock at night, maybe go to bed at like 10.45. You know, it doesn't need to be something dramatically or drastically right away. You don't need to make this change right away, but it's a, it's a nice healthy habit to build and create that momentum and be like, oh my gosh, yeah, you know what? I went to bed at 10:45, I feel pretty good. You know, let's kind of drop it down a little bit. So you can always go at your own pace. There's no timeline on when to build these certain kind of habits. Everybody's going to be a little bit mm-hmm. different based on what you need. And so if you need that help on an individual level to get it personalized, like reach out to us, we can help you. We'll help you build that routine and that schedule, get consistent. We can help you get there, right? Not that hard. Exactly. It's the baby steps to begin with right? Exactly. Be consistent. If you can just keep slowly taking those steps, then you'll get there. There's no question. It's just being consistent with the little things. That's something that I should try putting my phone out in the hall. Because yeah, that's like the first thing I look at in the morning and it shouldn't be. We all do it. Yeah. So true. So true. Cool. Well, thank you for hopping on today. Thank you for having us. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more, check out simplylivefit.ca. See you next time.